Hi there. How's your week been? For me, I've been a little bit behind schedule. I think I've been doing pretty well with these lockdown episodes. They're having a really good response, actually. I get I get people contacting me, DMing me, saying they've really found the lockdown content really useful and almost like having company. I think what it's doing is just letting us know wherever we are in the world that we are all going through the same things. It's not just happening to you. And I know we have those days when it feels like it is just happening to you. For me this week, I I think I discovered that I have allergies. I had a couple of days where I was completely knocked out and it would always be after going for a walk, like quite a long walk. Here in the UK, the weather has been beautiful. So I guess there's more more flowers, more pollen, etc. And it really knocked me back. And in my head, I was like, I've got to get the podcast out. I've got to get this episode out because I've reached that point of consistency. But then I was like, no, I have an audience. I love and respect my audience. I'm so grateful for people that listen. But at the same time, I have to take care of me. Nobody else is going to do that. And I feel that being on lockdown, you do have a sense of there is no rush. What will be will be and you will get around to it. I'm glad I took the time out. I'm glad that I've been able to sit here today and edit this episode um, with somebody that I consider a friend. It made me laugh again. And I think you'll laugh too. So just to let you know about who it is. Her name is Alex Carolus. On Instagram, you can find her at Hey Alex, and that's Alex with a Y. She's a freelance writer and social media manager based in Cape Town. And although we've never met, she's always, I think for the past year, she's always been a source of inspiration and guaranteed laughter because I actually work with her through our relationship with All the Pretty Birds, which is an online magazine. In this episode, there's a lot of hair talk, and I really appreciate how honest Alex is. To me, Alex has the most beautiful mane of hair, super thick. But, you know, wash day, she kind of explains that wash day, no, it's not fun, it's not glamorous, it's not it's not an Instagram influencer vibe. It's hard work. And she even says that it can be painful at times. Along with that, she shares her first time playing with makeup. And of course, we get to lockdown and Alex expresses how, you know, it's she's had some tough days right from the beginning. And she explains how she's found that Playing with her hair and beauty routine has been pretty much the only way that she can inject variety into those days. You know, lockdown can seem very Groundhog Day. So I really hope that you find some assurances here and just know that you're not alone. And I'd love to hear your feedback on this. So do feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of you checking out the episode and let me know what you think. My name's Sharice Kenyon and this is the Beauty Me podcast. I've been a hair and beauty journalist for about 15 years and I thought it was about time I created my own platform so I could talk all about beauty without the BS. While there's plenty of room for product recommendations, I'm also all about the daily routines, traditions and lifestyle path that make us all approach beauty differently. So, you know, I'd usually like wake up, check social media. That's usually the first thing I look at is my phone. Um, I get up 
and make myself a coffee um, and then just kind of plan out my day. Um, usually I would go outside. So I'd have coffee, I'd have like a small breakfast and head out to do my errands for the day. And that kind of was, I don't know, the break that I got to go outside. And while, you know, I'm not always active outdoors, I just really miss being able to go places without thinking about it. Because that's, that's the main thing. I didn't have to think about it at all. I could just go, okay, cool. I have to go to this place. Maybe I should pick up lunch. Maybe I can take a walk down to see one of my friends. And that was kind of my day. I'd come back and get into work, um, usually from like 11 a.m., working until 12 or 1, having a bit of a lunch break um, and continuing sort of my day. Um, so I just miss being able to feel sunshine on my face and see the sea because <laughs> mm. that's that's what my morning was about was I could actually walk around uh, the sea point promenade um, and just kind of calm down if I was having like a hectic start to the day or I had a hectic day before you know yeah yeah I definitely envy you for that view that you have just to be able to walk <laughs> down to the beach um, listen Cape Town is a beautiful city like that's that's the truth so I miss being able to engage with just the beauty around me all the time because I took it for granted. I'm not going to lie. I took it for granted that I could just see the sea whenever I wanted to, that I could see, you know, when I was walking down uh, the main road that I live in, I could see the mountain, you know, as well. So, yeah, I just feel like I won't take that for granted again. That's good. Um so let's just go back, back, back to when you first wake up. Because obviously, me, you and I have known each other for a while. We haven't met, but we're connected through all the pretty birds. We both work for all the pretty birds. And so we've been talking, I guess we've been talking maybe for a year then through FaceTime. Yeah. And, but as you know, this podcast is also about beauty. So I, I need to know, because you do always have... To me, you always look really glowing over FaceTime. Um, I mean... I need, <laughs> no, I need to know what the routine is when it comes to the skincare. So where is that in your day? Okay, so <laughs> my skin looks glowy, but it doesn't mean that's the case all the time. Um, but yeah, skincare is a big part of my morning um i've tried a lot of things like i've had and we've spoken about this before i've had some serious skin issues over the last two to three years so um i've kind of paid back my routine quite a bit i use a gel cleanser in the morning um, i'm lucky enough that a friend gifted me dermalogica mm-hmm. i have really nice friends <laughs> um so i use that in the morning I use uh, either a eucerin toner um, after I've done cleansing or micellar water, usually Garnier. Um, and then I'll use like a Neutrogena uh, moisturizer afterwards. Uh, usually the, the day shield, it has some uh, sunscreen in it. Um, just like super simple three steps uh, in the morning because you, <laughs> I used to have like a seven to 10 step routine and it just got really tedious. Um, yeah, so that's usually my skincare is pretty basic. Um, three products, 
for the morning and then you know in the evening i'll like add a, a couple of products in like one or two different things and tell me what's going on with your hair because i think your hair you're natural aren't you completely natural um yeah so i've been natural for let's say four years or so um i occasionally uh flat iron it out uh, just for fun uh once a year and that's what i've done now <laughs> that we're in quarantine um but yeah my hair is natural it is very thick like i i have broken many a comb in my hair <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh i don't like wash day but it's there and it needs to happen um you know when i was a kid my mom used to wash my hair for me and now i got to do it myself so i usually um kind of do a like a pre-poo treatment so i'll put like conditioner um maybe some almond oil and uh section my hair into four and comb through all of that which is painful not going to lie and i will keep that on for either uh 2 to 3 hours or overnight mm-hmm. um and then wash my hair uh just wash that out first shampoo like twice and then put on a conditioner and put on a plastic packet and <laughs> <laughs> and then a scarf <laughs> oh, for uh the rest of you know either the day um and see what my hair looks like after that i'm like a really bad at being a natural like i'm not going to lie but your hair um, always looks great like when you have shown it out it is huge with, and thick and amazing but i understand that takes a lot of effort that maybe you don't you know i don't think everybody does love doing their hair do you know what i mean it's not everybody that's on instagram mm-hmm. sharing each you know mm-hmm. each phase of their wash day i think for a lot of women it is a it's a pain yeah mine is and i'm i'm not you know like i keep my hair uh in scarves most of the time um so i'll like tie it up and put a scarf on so that i can go outdoors because i just don't like the effort of having to like style my hair i don't know how to do edges properly i'm going to be very honest now like i don't know how to do that i'm so used to just like having my edges look fuzzy as it is like that's what i grew up seeing um so yeah like i just feel like a scarf is just a lot more um just easier you know for the day to day but i do like having my hair out um it's just been summer it's like it's hot and mm. i do not need <laughs> the extra just the extra baggage and it just it feels it feels beautiful when it's out but i i really do that very daily yeah um so So yeah, you know, my mom it always loves to see my hair out cuz she thinks it looks so beautiful. It um, does. And it's taken me taken me a long time to love my hair. I didn't I think I only started thinking about going natural in 20 like 13, 2014 and uh I was still in university in 2013 and you would have never caught me with my hair out cuz I just I thought it didn't look good, you know. Mm. I think it's funny. It's like a lot of the time you grow to love your hair or over the years and various processes you can appreciate it more but what you said about the edges laid it, it it makes me laugh because it's like nobody grew up having edges laid it's such a i really need to look into like where it came from because mm-hmm. when you have mm-hmm. afro hair when you have curly hair the edges are not laid okay even if mm-hmm. you <laughs> 
<laughs> it wasn't about no. that. It's like, yes, your hair's in a cute bun and around the front you have that little bit of fuzz yeah. and it keeps it soft and it keeps it natural. But now it's like, you've got to have this and you've got to have your edges laid. And, you know, now it's like whole products dedicated to them, which I think is a load of nonsense about products that mm, help them mm. grow. Like they're mm-hmm. shorter for a reason. Like you pull your hair back. Mm-hmm. That's the reason they're shorter. You wash your face. Mm-hmm. That's the reason they're mm-hmm. shorter. But it's become like a sign of like another sign of good hair, I guess. You know, I say that in inverted ah, commas. Yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, Get. like... Edges laid, it's like, I don't know. But anyway, I digress. Has your routine changed much as a freelancer now that you're in lockdown in Cape Town? Um, You know what? No, it doesn't. Like, I have to say I am a whole body. I spend a lot of time at home and I like it. I like I like my space. I'm, in a, I'm you know, really grateful that I love where I live. Um, so I didn't really feel the need to be outdoors very often. Um. But I, it was a choice. <laughs> it was having the choice to go outside that I was just like, I can feel like, oh, I have to be here. Okay, this is not, uh, yes, I've got work to do. And yes, I have things to do. But I could always just decide to take like an hour long walk um, around my ear day if I wanted to. So I feel like my routine has stayed the same, which has kept me uh, sane, <laughs> if you want to <laughs> call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just having the option to to really do other things if I wanted to. And I'm the kind of person who I don't mind just, you know, chilling at home or doing my work or having a set routine, but I also like being able to see my friends and, you know, see see my loved ones. I had a trip planned uh for Joburg, uh, because most of my family lives there now. And I mean, I don't know when that's gonna happen at this point, you know. The one thing I've been craving for the last week is fried fish and chips. Like uh, that's the first place. Not nowhere else. Maybe I'll take a walk by the promenade, but I am I just need like chips from a fish shop <laughs> to feel like a person. <laughs> and that's like the first thing I'm probably gonna do. But um I also want to um my friends and I often go to Hout Bay to uh, go to the crystal shop. Um, so it's like a, and Hout Bay from my area is about like a 30, 35 minute uh, drive. So, but it's super scenic. It's really gorgeous. Um, you drive along the coastline and uh, it's just so, it's so relaxing and such a, like a weekend thing to do in Cape Town. Um, so that's probably one of the first things I'm going to try to do, um, is just go to the crystal shop, buy some incense, see the beach, um, and hang out with my friends, you know, I must that too. <laughs> mm. Have you found yourself spending more time taking care of yourself? Like, are you having more baths? Are you burning incense? Like what's your, have you added anything to your routine since this started? Yeah. So I, um, so Cape Town is in the middle of like a water shortage drought um, and we have been for the last like I think it's two years or so. Wow. So I don't have baths. At, yeah, well, we have no water. <laughs> wow, I did not know that. Yeah, years. it's been, yeah, it's been, uh, I need to check properly and let you know, but I, yeah, we had like a serious scare where our dams were down to like I think 
what, like 30, 40%. Um, and it just became daily hectic. So we're all very vigilant about our water usage. But I do uh, try and take a bath like once a month, like just a nice, slow, luxurious bath. And I did, I think, the second day of lockdown because mm-hmm. South Africa went into lockdown on the 27th of March. And I thought I was okay. Um, and then I was like, hmm, I don't really feel mm-hmm. that great. So I, a friend just said to me, like, take a bath. Uh, you'll use all that water anyway. You'll repurpose it somewhere. Um, and I just took a, like a really long bubble bath. And a friend actually uh, gifted me some like lush um, bath bombs for my black for Christmas. So I used that. Um, I tried my hand at making a body scrub, like okay. a sugar scrub. Um, it was not that successful. <laughs> I would rather, I would rather buy it. Um, but I use that as well because I was like, oh, I have all this like time. So why not try all these DIYs? And sometimes you just shouldn't do it as well. But what went wrong? It's, just, it's surely it's just sugar and oil, right? Yes, but it smells like sugar. And I was just like, I don't like this. This is not. No, I no, I didn't have like an essential oil to like make mm. it smell better, so it just it wasn't the luxurious experience I was aiming for <laughs> um, at all. Um, I also try and do um, like a face mask every now and then. Um, my best friend actually came down from Japan, so she brought me some sheet masks, which was great. So those are the ways that I'm just trying to like feel different, even though the days kind of feel the same Mm. um without getting too like just uh like negative about it it does that it doesn't feel like there's much variety so you're like Mm. oh okay how can i make it feel like i'm actually here and present and grounded because it's very easy to feel like you are living in ground all day um and just waking up every time to get the day right and yeah so so yeah, um, because I don't know if you know, but South Africa was supposed to have, um, I think it was like a three-week lockdown, and then our president extended it. So it went from 21 days to 35 days, um, and people are also thinking that uh, it might potentially be extended after that, um, because what we're doing as a country is working. So it makes sense to keep everybody in lockdown, but yeah, I think people are just missing, I'm missing um, being able to move freely or feel like I'm moving yes. freely, you know? Yeah, I know. That's, for me, that is the one thing. It's, there's, I heard this phrase, um, ambient anxiety, and I was like, that's it mm. because, you know, we are not technically locked in our homes and we can see mm. that outside is fine and the sun's shining and, and we can pop to the shop, but what we can't do is like, we can't do what we want when we want, like, and, and for mm. as long as we want. And we we can't plan a day of let's go and get lunch and then let's go to the movies and then let's walk home. And mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. just that freedom of choice where you you just start to feel confined and yeah, the days can become really similar. When did you have a day that was like, you know what? I'm so over this. Listen, girl. <laughs> Not every <laughs> there's day. A, <laughs> there's been a couple of those, but mm. I think, you know, I thought I was fine, um, you know, with the lockdown announcement. 
Um, and I was really proud of my, like, the way my country's been handling this entire pandemic. Um, but I think it was like the first or second day where I was like, wow, like we're here. Because, and I'll tell you what kind of set me off was I live on a main road and Seapoint is a really busy uh, area, suburb. There are a lot of people walking around. There are people driving up and down. There are people talking loudly. And I've lamented before about the noise <laughs> and how much it's like just so noisy. I'll be talking to people and a truck will ride past. I'll hear someone shouting. But the first day of lockdown, it was so quiet and it felt really eerie. It felt like I wasn't um, living in my reality. Um, and so I felt really, I felt really sad. I felt like we were like mourning a life that we used to know. Um, and this was on like day two where I was like, wow, I, I don't like this feeling. Um, and the sentiment was shared like, cause I asked on my social media, how everybody was feeling and people, yeah, kind of share the same, the same, the same thoughts about like, Hey, this is necessary, but I don't like it. <laughs> you know the reason I asked you about I haven't asked anybody else about their lowest day but it's because I know what kind of person you are and you are you're the positive practical type you know yeah. you get yeah. things done you don't wallow you'll rant if something annoys you and then you'll move on like you're very like let's get stuff done everybody has a day do you know what I mean because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like I have to ask <laughs> Alex um, and I love what yeah. you're doing on social. I love when you do check in with your followers and share their responses because it does seem like there's a lot of fear and sadness out there. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's easy to take it for granted from where you are. You know, I'm mm -hmm. here. It's sunny. I know where you are. It's getting colder, did you say? Yeah, so, so we're going into like autumn, yeah. winter. Whereas yeah. here we're in spring, so you kind of get that little buzz, you know, okay, we're inside, mm -hmm. but we can see the sun's out and the flowers are blooming and even that can affect your mood. Um, Completely. But when have you, have you had a day during lockdown when you've actually felt like good, accomplished, happy? You know what? It's actually come after sort of our president, uh, Ramaphosa, that kind of addressed the nation. Because, man, I did not think my government was going to pull this out the bag. They, you know, have done a pretty good job. And the way he addresses sort of the nation is very calm and measured. And even the health minister as well is doing such a good job. Um, and you can just see they have like an idea of how to combat that. It's not perfect. I'm not saying they're doing a perfect job, but they're doing a really good job. And so... I think I feel the energized after hearing what our government is planning to do and seeing how my friends react to that because I'll be honest, I don't um, always watch the live stream. I'm just on Twitter seeing like the good parts of all my friends, mm. <laughs> like the good cliff notes. And I've seen how my friends feel comforted by that and the people that I also just engage with. And so that kind of makes me feel hopeful. So I think even though the lockdown was extended, it was extended because they need time to to make this work. And the things that they're doing, like, is working. So um, I just, I felt a little bit more 
like positive, like, okay, like maybe we're going to get through this and okay, maybe we can do this. And so I did ask uh, like some of my followers and just, you know, Instagram mutuals, like, hey, how are you feeling? We have an extended lockdown. What's up? You know, and a lot of people were positive, but a lot of people were also just like, hey, my life doesn't actually change because I'm an essential worker. So I still have to go to work anyway. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I'm ready for it to be over. I'm not going to lie, but I know why we're doing it. And that's more important because we, we need this. Like South Africa has a very vulnerable population. I've said this to you before. And so I'm not just thinking about myself. There's a lot of people who just, we need to do it for them, you know? Mm. Okay. This is a random question. When we come and visit you, mm-hmm. what would you like us to bring? Ooh. Mm. Okay. You're going to have to give me some time because I'm going to ask you for beauty products, like straight up. Like that is for sure. And then any like cool Cadbury sweets that you guys have that we don't have right. because we, we also have Cadbury's, but it's like, you guys have cool stuff, you know? It's like, oh, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> but definitely beauty products for sure, because there's a lot that you get. When I check your stories, I'm like, where did, oh, right, you have access to these things. And it's because it's so hard to ship stuff to South Africa. So, yeah, probably some Fenty Beauty, man. I might, <laughs> I might so, ask you to hook me up. <laughs> tell me about the whole, um, how easy, because I do tend to think of, Cape Town is like this big city. Um, okay, so we do have a lot of we do have a lot of options um, in terms of like I guess drugstore uh, makeup, and we do have uh, Dermalogica. You know, we have Inglot, we have Mac, we have Urban Decay, um, but it's like other beauty brands like Glossier is not available here. We don't have Fenty Beauty. Um, I don't think we have access to Nars either. So some of the the beauty brands that you'd see like US YouTubers and beauty gurus talk about can be quite hard to get your hands on. Um, and even if you do purchase it, you know, online, you're going to pay quite a bit of money um, in customs and also on postage. And it might not actually get to South Africa too. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, Cape Town is a, I mean, it's a pretty, I guess it gets touted as a cosmopolitan city. Um, but we don't have that kind of access to to international products, I feel. Um, and it is because we're so far down south. We're so far. Even mm-hmm. Australia has similar issues as well. I mean, we're they're even further than we are. Um, so I sometimes feel like there's stuff that I would love to try, like specifically Glossier. Like that's what I would love. That's like my kind of makeup brand right. because I'm not very good at makeup, first of all. <laughs> And I'm also lazy and I wanted to be, a, I just want to like pat my skin and be like, wow, look how glowy I look. Ooh, my eyes are pretty. Oh, I swiped through my brows three times and now look. <laughs> and even if I can't do that, I feel like Lassier sells that to me. Um, so I'm, I, I've bought in. I'm not even i'm here you're so yeah you're in the glossy gang but you don't oh i'm gonna have to yeah i'm gonna have to hook you up somehow for me it is a bit of a a myth it's like do you know like um you'll put something on i'm like is it even there it's very (laughs) it's but you know what when it when it does a great product it does a great product like the cloud creams the cheek blush 
they'll look great on yes. you they're really nice the halo scope which is their like highlighter that's got color in it is gorgeous to wear their spf is amazing um mm-hmm. it's like this really clear gel it's so good um so yeah i mean maybe you need to come to london and go to the grossier store listen first of all have you looked at what the exchange rate is <laughs> for then to a pound Sweetie, is it 22 it is, or something did you say no it's 23 now so so i should um, come there basically i should come there listen. and sell you the glossier <laughs> you make a fortune listen <laughs> but honestly yes it's, it's really expensive for most south africans to the majority of south africans to travel honestly mm. um so when south africans can they either have like a pretty good income or you know i've just been afforded that lifestyle before so it's a little bit uh pricey to especially Mm. to come to london and to get the visa girl do you know (laughs) hey you're gonna have to like vouch for me that i'm coming there and i'm only coming to visit (laughs) you and it's not i mean yeah i'm i'm coming home British mm. Embassy. Yes, I am. I am. We're. I'm not staying for long. Promise. Mm. Mm. So yeah, that's the that's the only thing. But I do want to visit. I have told you that before that I would yeah. visit. Um, and also probably like depending on when travel gets to some sort of normal. Um, yeah, I'd like to go to uh, the UK and also Edinburgh. I have friends in Edinburgh too. Let's go back to young Alex. Tell me about <laughs> kind of like your first memories or interactions with beauty Mm -hmm. um i definitely took notice of beauty and beauty products uh because of my grandmother um so back in port elizabeth which is my hometown um i would often like play with my grandmother's like lipstick and products and i mean i'm pretty sure she hated it but you know i was young and um, I distinctly remember that she had all these really pretty lipsticks. And um, she also had like a lip brush, the lipstick brush that you would like paint your lipstick on. And I was like, wow, this is super fancy. Um, so that's one of my first memories. My mom's like not really into beauty that much. She's not a very like hot, you know, quote unquote high maintenance person. Mm. Um, she loves like, lipstick and that's also something that I remember but for sure my grandmother because she has like uh specific perfumes that she really loves she had specific lipsticks that she liked to wear um she never wore any base products so or mascara or anything like that it was just like lipstick and good skin you know Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) which I wish I got because I didn't (laughs) or you know so when did you start playing with your own version of beauty when did you start experimenting with yourself and was it like hair or makeup first um it was definitely hair first um my mom I was about let's say 11 12 years old um and prior to us moving from Cape Town back to Port Elizabeth um my mom always plaited my hair my hair was always in good protective styles whenever you heat on my hair my hair was so long it's like literally was like you know down my back Mm. like halfway down my back and um I remember feeling very out of place when we moved back to Port Elizabeth and in order to fit in uh we started heat styling my hair and relaxing my hair again 
we had done it before, but not as much when we lived in Cape Town anymore because my mom was doing my hair every week um, and plaiting it. But I became very aware that I wasn't like everybody else um, at my primary school. And so I really wanted to be. So we started experimenting with like heat styling and rollers. And that's when I started doing my hair for the first time. It wasn't very good again, as, as mentioned. Um, and I just, I don't know, like I wish I didn't do that, but I'm mm-hmm. glad I did because mm-hmm. I needed to have that phase. It was, I don't, you know, I don't like thinking about it from like age of 12 to let's say, 18, 19, 20, um, I said like a really bad, um, just a body image, but just this idea of my Mm. hair being bad hair or ugly hair or, um, we have a South African black word, uh, Walmart from my community is like, uh, the word for like coarse hair is cruise hair, uh, K-R-O-E-S. And it kind of represents like, Steel wool hair, like nappy hair, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's how you would contextualize it. And basically, I had that and I did my best to make sure that I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So, my first experience with beauty was just not liking my hair um, and doing everything that I could to make it acceptable. And it still wasn't, like, no matter what I did, mm-hmm. it still wasn't good enough anyway. So, you know, I went through all of that for basically nothing. Um, and then with beauty, I remember when I was about 13 years old, um, I found one of my aunt's, uh, old eyeshadow palettes, which was definitely expired. <laughs> definitely. Okay. And I was like, cool, let me try eyeshadows. And so that's like the first thing that I kind of remember when it came to, uh, changing up my look was. You know, finding this old expired, I think it was like Zevlon, uh, eyeshadow palette. Um, and just having fun with it. I enjoy, like, I, that was like just a colorful time in my life. I didn't wear it to school. Um, <laughs> and I didn't start wearing like makeup to school until way late. I think I was like 16, 17. And I mean, that was this badly applied concealer and badly applied oh. foundation. And maybe I tried to do an eyeliner. It was all, wow. It was all, it wasn't wasn't good. (laughs) I don't have a lot of photos from then for the reason, (laughs) you know. Moving on to, you know, where you are now. When do you feel you're most beautiful? Wow. You know, it's taken a long time for me to feel comfortable uh, with myself. But I think I feel like the most beautiful, and I do feel beautiful with makeup on me. I'm going to keep it quite like a buck because I do like my natural face, but I think I feel the most beautiful, like just before I'm about to go out and see my friends. And I've like taken some time to put on makeup, which is about 30 minutes because I'm, I'm like, I don't know how to do all of those steps. Eh? It's like, <laughs> it's foundation, some mascara, maybe eyeshadow if I remember and lipstick. That I, I, and I never used to wear lipstick, by the way. Like I used to, I was like, why would I wear that? Like, no, it would make my lips look too big. Mm, and mm. now I'm like, N- but I have big lips, might as well. Mm, so, mm, mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel my most beautiful just as like my makeup's done. And I've been listening to good, good music throughout the process. Mm. And I think I'm just about to leave to go and see some things and I like, catch up with people because I am, you know, I guess like an ex- extrovert, whatever, you know. Um, I 
I do really feel energized with face-to-face interactions, mm-hmm. especially with people that I love and especially going out doing like fun stuff, man. Like this city is, if you have access and if you have money, I guess it can be a playground for a lot. And it is for a lot of people. Um, but it's definitely the area I live in has a lot of, um, bars, restaurants. There's a big food culture in Cape Town. It's, um, kind of, you don't go to chain restaurants. You like, you go support smaller businesses. So I really love doing that too. So I think I feel the most beautiful just before I'm about to go out and go have some fun and see my, in, engage with the city, but also my friends and, mm. you know, looking like I'm put together because these makeup skills took years to define <laughs> the basic makeup skills I do have took years to put together because when I look at some of my old photos from like 20, like let's say 2010, I was caking on makeup, doing the waterline eyeliner. Okay. That made my eyes look even smaller. Um, putting on so much. Cause, okay. To give you context, my style icon at the age of 18 was Kesha. <laughs> Kesha. So, <laughs> Yes, girl, Kesha, Kesha, TikTok, wake up in the morning, <laughs> feeling like P. Diddy. <laughs> I was not feeling like P. Diddy, but I looked like a lot of trash. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I did. Um, so, yeah, I, I've come a long way. Final question. If you had to give some advice for getting through lockdown you know, to your fellow South Africans, what would you say? Um, you know, I think it's about staying grounded and staying connected, understanding that this is bigger than a lot of us, that mm-hmm. it's not just about the singular, it's about what we're doing for our population. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about creating a routine, um, just being able to make sure that you kind of wake up at the same time, that you do similar things, um, maybe change it up if it feels too mundane, but to also just have uh, check-ins with your friends, however you feel comfortable with that. So whether it's FaceTime, whether it's a phone call, whether it's text messaging, just remember that you still have a network and you still have people that care about you uh, that are going to see you when all of this is, you know, kind of somewhere else now, you know. Um, and yeah, just understanding that it's for the greater good. It's really not just about us. And we can feel our feelings are valid and important, but it's, this is the best shot we're going to have. And so we need to remember that, you know, and, and understand that it'll help so many people and that our country just, we need this <laughs> because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that will suffer if we don't do our part. And I don't want that. And I don't want to live through that. Thanks for listening. Please do like, subscribe and review when you get the chance. It's so important for me to keep improving on this podcast. So I'd love a review. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast. And I'd love it if you could take a screenshot and tag me when you're listening so that I can see what you think. Thanks again for listening.